For the better part of the past couple of years, the two eyes have dominated real estate, inventory, and interest rates. It seems as if one of those will be making a move in 2024. With the feds not raising rates, making comments about rates coming down three times next year, right? buy now. Buy it an 8% interest rate because you can always refinance and you're going to get a better deal. We know that a year ago, you know, prices were selling well over asking price. Now they're like 97, 96% of asking price. That doesn't include concessions that are made to buy down notes. Now there's an expectation. We know the rates are coming down. So it's a sure bet to buy now and then refinance later. The fact that you're listening and hopefully subscribing to the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze means you have a competitive edge over those that have been waiting for what's to come. Happy New Year from Team Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about the weather. There is weather outside. I've been told not to do it anymore. I get made fun of, so we're not going to do it. So just in case you're wondering, you clicked on the uh, San Luis Obispo County Real Estate uh, Podcast with Mr. Hal Swayze. Hal, you're here. The weather outside is frightful. Is that what <laughs> No, Delightful? there is no weather outside. Yeah, We're in a, in, a, in a room with no windows. We have no idea what's happening. Yes. No, you know, it, it's funny like because it. after I sent that email, <laughs> after I sent that email, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to catch some grief, you are. grief about this. Yeah. But um, also, then I started thinking, I was like, it, it was... You know, the day I sent the email, it was it was it was raining, and it rains here, and yeah. and we get rain, but that's part of sometimes. what makes it so beautiful sometimes, um, in in rainy seasons. And um, even our worst days aren't even they, they pale in comparison to the rest of the country and yeah. what they get. Wisconsin, yeah. December twenty second, yeah, North Dakota, yeah. like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't get above freezing for three months. And, and, when, and here I am complaining about sixty degrees and an inch of rain. Yeah. <laughs> when James is saying it's beautiful out, he's got an 87% chance of being yeah, right. It's That's right. True. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, fresh and beautiful, JT, how are you? I'm awesome, man. I got my shorts on today. Yeah, it's, it's shorts weather. You got that red right. sweater on. I'm not going to say what team it is, but people can well, guess. I, it, it matches the Christmas spirit. Jay, okay. how are you? Great. Oh, I'm phenomenal. Good. You're looking great, too, by the way. You're looking Dang. fresh, renewed. Look at you. Yeah. Looking good, man. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season. Joy is everywhere. Yeah. Best, me- best dressed man in the room. He is, for sure. Damn well, mm. Wait a second. Yeah, I see. I, I immediately looked at you. I knew you were going to say something. I mean, come on. Where are your colors? <laughs> yeah. Well... You're dressed for a football game. Yeah. Jeff's right. Dressed professionally. Jeff is very Christmassy. I like that sweater. Thank you. That is a very that, nice yeah. sweater. I thought it was yeah. Rangers at first. Yeah. Right. It's just a pattern. Uh, we, we, James, James has his team, of, team Swayze <laughs> swag going. Double. Huh? Double. double. Double Team Swayze. Serious branding. He's, yes. he's kissing up today. Yes. He's got some totally. good branding on. Uh, Hal, we have a podcast uh, today. I think. Uh, oh, let's do that. That's what people are here for. So okay. let's, uh, let's do it. Let's, let's talk about real estate. There you go. Yes. I was reading about this thing called seasonality in real estate. And, uh, you know, I know what seasonality is, but as it pertains to real estate, I was going, what does that really mean? Opportunity. That's what I hear. <laughs> when I hear seasonality, I hear opportunity. Opportunity. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, it, there tends to be a, a lack of it. Like interest wanes a little bit in November, December because the holidays and January, people are just kind of getting their feet underneath them. February, things start to pick up a little bit. Now I'm talking about the number of transactions, okay. like the agents in the field, the business that's being done. People sometimes kind of check out. But the reality is that there's still buyers and sellers that want to purchase and need to sell. And so there's a huge opportunity for somebody that's looking for a motivated buyer or seller uh, to actually be in uh, business, which is great. So there's opportunity um, because a lot of people in the industry kind of check out. 
You know, they've had, they look at the year like, okay, well, my year's this. Uh, but those that are out there hustling, like the team that we work with, everybody's still hustling. Right. And we've got, um, heck, we just had, I don't know, maybe 20 escrows come through the pike here in the last two, last not even two, two or three days. There is a flurry of business if you're needing to buy. And, and gosh, you know, there's, there's, uh, we're in a really unique window too. Um, I don't know if it's a to- topic for another podcast, but with the feds not raising rates, making ca- comments about rates coming down three times next year, right? we've been talking for the longest time about buy now, buy at an 8% interest rate because you can always refinance and you're going to get a better deal. We know that a year ago, you know, prices were selling well over asking price. Now they're at like 97, 96% of asking price. That doesn't include concessions that are made to buy down notes. Now there's an expectation. We know the rates are coming down. So it's a sure bet to buy now and then refinance later. So when I say opportunity, that's it. Because a lot of people have said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. The holidays are here. I'll get back after it in January or February. But if you focus on what's available now and what your needs are, you can absolutely swing for the fences and hit a home run. I like home runs. I know you do. <laughs> he likes so, swinging for the fences. I do. Yeah. I do. The home runs are hard to come by. <laughs> when, when I... When I Use the word seasonality. How? What kind of what? What comes to mind for you? Well, it's interesting because uh, when you were talking about that, Jay, a lot of activity does happen like at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's surprising, and, and and people don't say, "Well, I have to close or not close." Well, you know, and it's interesting you say that in in twenty and twenty one, our two biggest months of the year in terms of transactions around here were December, which is surprising, and you just don't know, you know, when when that's going to be. People think it's uh, the summertime. The summer's when these transactions close, like June, July, mm-hmm. sometimes August have the highest closings. But right. that really means people are out, you know, shopping, making offers, opening escrow in March, April, May. That's the certain seasonality. I mean, what what causes people to sit around the rest of the year and get after it in the spring? It's funny too because, like, I remember mortgage rates generally, and I believe this to be true, is. There's just less demand during, you know, let's call it October, the last quarter of the year. Loan applications drop off considerably. In, in other parts of the country, I would imagine that some of that's caused by weather. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about the weather here is pretty good 12 months out of the year. Right. Is it moving in general? Is it renters as well? Um, well, we, we're biased by a college town where you've got June to June, right? And that's yeah. true with the traditional. We don't have the traditional, like, I'm moving because the schools, kids are out of school. People just move, right? So when I ask about causes in San Luis Obispo, what I'm hearing you say is that the the university causes it some has of the an seasonality. Impact. It has an impact. Now, more in San Luis than it does in, say, Paso Robles, obviously. It affects the market more because the university here. And, um, you know, what we, what we see, quite honestly, is we, we get a little bump up in the spring. But um, with that slowdown, I think in mortgage applications, lenders are more competitive in their pricing. So it's usually a better time to get a mortgage just because there's less demand. They're going, well, let's make deals together. I mean, it changes all the time, but not too long ago with the slowdown in the volume of loans that we had lenders saying, we'll pay you $5,000 if you get a loan through us. That's an incentive. And then what I've seen a lot, if somebody's trying to predict when do I sell my house or buy a house, we will see usually pretty good momentum in the first part of the year. But we had some very good markets like 2018 where they raised the rates a little bit. And houses that were selling really well in the first part of the year, I mean, it was like somebody turned off the spigot. Now, the biggest time that happened we've talked about was last year because you went from 4% to 7%. Oh, yeah. But like overnight. Yeah, but it might have gone from 4 to 4.5 or 5 and the next thing you know, everything slows down and away yeah. we go. I think it's just people think the spring's the best time to sell. And so they do it. And people think the spring's a good time to buy. 
And again, they're shopping in the spring. Because yeah. activity, they're talking about closings. You can look all the graphs you want. And you see a big spike in the height of the graph in June, July, August. But, you know, it yeah. takes a while to get an escrow closed. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look. You're out there making offers. You get one accepted. You go into escrow. You got contingency. It's all that. There's a period of time. Two yeah. months. What, what is our biggest employer? I don't know if it's still the case, but it used to be retirement. Right before we had biggest employers retirement. Yeah, retirement. I mean, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You joined the biggest employer. I did. It's very secure. I hear. I did. It is yeah. very secure. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's boring, but that's okay. Yeah. So, so yes, if if that's the case, then there's no compelling reason to move unless it is, and that most of our sellers are not compelled. Right. It's a pretty major life changer. This house is now too big. This house can't, is too small. Can't do the stairs. Yeah. Right. You know, or my kids are busy. I didn't realize how much they're going to, I need to be near the school, you know. So my, my school's in San Luis because I want to go to Mission School, for example, but I live in Paso. You get a lot of people that move in, you know, that sort of thing. So, Jeff, you know, <laughs> we got a spot. You this can is stay a, in the office. This here. is a conversation we have constantly in yes. our house. We were two blocks from the school, so you can just stay here in the office. Yeah. You're good to go. RV, uh, RV in your parking lot. Yeah, yeah. I got a fifth wheel if you're interested. Is there anything that you would share with a, buyer or seller about the the concept of seasonality if you were if you were coaching them remember 2006 was one of those raging markets before the market changed and i said if you sold your house in any month in 2006 as a seller you're probably pretty happy Mm -hmm. right and then say 2009 or 10 when the you know the market was the economy that what they call it the financial meltdown the big what they call that the big the recession. recession the big I saw an acronym, recession. like a three-letter acronym for it. The hmm. collapse, something. I don't know what it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter what time of the year, 2010, when you sold. It was a long, hard slog, and you probably didn't do as well. Very right? true. So it's the seasons of the economy, I think, that affect things more. Oh, than, yeah, than, absolutely. And those are pretty global. Those are pretty outside us, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Look, when the rates started going up in June, not 2023, but 2022, because we had the rates, rates have been floating in the sixes, sevens, and even eights all year. Here, yeah, yeah. this year, yeah, twenty twenty three, yeah. So twenty twenty two in June, rates went up, and everything stopped. The inventory stopped flowing. Was it June or was it April? I think it was April. It, um, I remember putting houses on the market where it'd be like, yeah, give me six minutes over the weekend, and we'll, we'll have five it. offers. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but that's true. And then that first weekend, we put a great property on. It's like we had two showings. Great. It's like, did yeah. somebody? Was there? What happened? I, I took the month of May off, so I came back in June, and that's when I realized it. Yes. So, so it probably happened in yes. April. Yeah. Good time. It really hit yeah. you. <laughs> You're like, what happened while I was yeah. gone? I better yeah. not take another month off. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> bad things happen. So, so, John, to answer your question, you know, if you're a home buyer, um, you, you say this all the time. I want to call you the Socrates of real estate because you're always reading and studying. We just need to get you a little robe. You shouldn't be making a short-term decision on, should I wait six weeks or six months to you know, wait for this rate to hit this level? That's a recipe for disaster, trying to time that one out of 10 at best. God, yeah, day trading in the real estate market, that sounds horrible. And, and so the market, just, it can change so quickly. Yeah. I mean, here we are, I'm going to say the month. I mean, we had a crazy amount of activity in the end of November and, and so far through December this year. And it wasn't like that uh, September, October. It's hard to predict, and that's why you just got to keep tabs on it. You know, if you're thinking about buying, let, let's go, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as you look ahead to 2024, what do you see in terms of how the year's going to unfold in terms of transactions? 
crystal ball in it here, I would say that we're going to see a more normalized market at the end of Q1 because rates are going to be, we're going to see people now starting to react to the fact that we know rates are coming down. So there's going to be the people that have been on the fence that we've been talking to and saying, hey, I know the rates aren't great, but they're in the sixes. Um, they're in the sevens. Buy now, get the best price you can because you never get a second chance to buy. Once you buy, that's what you paid. Right. And then refinance later because now we can see the certainty of the rates coming down or almost certainly with what the Fed's indicated. So what that means that they've got, they can see out in the future far enough to know that they'll be able to get the rate they're looking for. So there's going to be a little bit of a flurry, but we're going to see a more normalized market, I think, in the end of Q4. But then things are going to heat up because that rate's going to be known by everyone and they're going to see those trends coming down. And it's, going to, it's not going to be the craziness we saw when rates were in, in the twos and threes, but we're going to see more of a normalized market. Like 2023, was the, we, had the, we had the worst market as far as inventory is concerned uh, in 16 years. Worst meaning ugliest houses or lowest amount of homes? <laughs> Maybe both. I don't know. The fewest amount of properties. The last time we yeah. saw this, uh, going back to your comment early, how about 2006? Like 2006 was the peak of the, the dollar value of the market. But then after 2006, people quit paying their mortgages. And the banks hadn't quite gone through the foreclosure process. They didn't own the real estate. All of 2007, there was just nothing on the market. And what we're experiencing now, what we experienced all in 2023, super similar. Once the banks got a hold of the properties in 2008, we saw bank-owned real estate on the market, which gave us you know, inventory. But uh, today, in 2023, the uh, inventory was a bottleneck by the fact that everybody's sitting on a 25 or 3% interest rate. Jeez. It sure is interesting because, you know, I try to do the best I can with the information we have locally, mm -hmm. but it is fascinating how much interest rates and the Federal Reserve, because it's been very influential, yeah. um, affect things, right? Yeah. And this discussion that, oh, we're probably going to lower the rates a couple of times quickly affected the mortgage industry. The, the whole and the the market, rates, yeah, everything changed. The, like the stock market had a big positive reaction to that news. The Federal Reserve, one of their motivations, right, is if... They keep raising rates, which they could, right? Mm -hmm. Then that means, okay, potentially people, it's more difficult for people to borrow money. Things are more expensive. Higher rates generally sure. slow things down. And if that happens, then, okay, less real estate agents are selling houses. Title companies aren't working. Plumbers aren't working as much. Mm -hmm. um, if houses don't sell, where's the tax money come from? And that nobody likes that, right? So it's, yeah. it's interesting if they have a nice little steady increase, which they've done for, I mean, that's just welcome to real estate. Yeah over the last 100 years, right? I mean, you can go back and it doesn't matter what's happening. If they continually go up a little bit, people have the confidence and then that keeps the system moving pretty well. So I, I don't think that they're gonna just keep trying to beat, beat it down. When you, I say that, you know, the rates. You know, we yeah. talk about how the interest rates affect the marketplace and, and they have a big impact on the marketplace. In fact, a year or so ago, we, we heard somebody say that uh, a 1% dip in the interest rate would cause a half a million buyers in the country to come back into the market. That would equate to about four or 500 buyers in our county. And since there are not 500 homes for sale, for sale right now, how, how do you think interest rates will, will impact our county in 2024? I think you'll see multiple offers on properties again. Property that's well-priced is gonna fly off the shelf. In our area, that's a traditional market. Well-priced properties sell quickly. 
yeah. uh, and you'll have multiple offers. Um, I don't think we're going to get into that 10, 12 offer arena with multiple escalation clauses, but we are going to start seeing that stuff come back a little bit. A few of the escalation clauses, two or three really solid offers. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, just a few months ago it was, well, let's put it on the market and you know, hope we get an offer. Yeah. We, we know the lower rates will help on the demand side, right? And will they affect the supply side? I think a little bit. Yeah. Right. That's the big question. Like, is anybody going to, am I going to sell my house to, because people are always going to need to move. Like there's going to be marriages and divorces and births and deaths and job changes and all these reasons to move. But if I get rid of the big house and get the small one, I have the same loan. I'm going to pay twice as much because my rate here is three and it's going to six. But if they do do that, they sell the big one and get the small one. They're probably going to pay less probably going to pay less. And so, so they're either going to have a smaller debt. mortgage yeah. or no mortgage. Or they're going to pay cash. Or pay cash, yeah. which yeah. we see. They get rid of their mortgage. And it, isn't that it interesting right how that affects the market? Are bigger houses mm, not as popular as the smaller houses? The hopeful side is for a more balanced market is if the rates go down, we, are, we will see more buyers in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If the rates go down, will they go down low enough where someone gives up three to get six sure. on their mortgage? Well, right. I'm, I'm here versus projecting. three versus seven and a half. And I think it'll happen yeah. because it's like, that makes sense. Okay. I can close the gap and it, you know, I'm not getting, you know, I mean, ideally you sell you a big house and you don't have a debt or whatever, or you move and you don't take on a lot of extra tax or that sort of thing. So I, I think it'll, in general, it will spur the market. It'll be more active. Boy, if there's more houses to sell, there'll be the buyers to take them up. So yeah. well, that, it, 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 if that does happen, it's going to be, it, we're going to be busy again. All right, gentlemen, uh, thank you very much. And uh, everybody that's listening, thank you as well. We will talk to everybody uh, next week. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. Check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. Hal Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.